Welcome back to Mayor Michelle de la Isla's community podcast. Jamie Slack here. And of course, Mayor Michelle de la Isla. Woo woo. How are you doing today? I'm doing awesome. Good, good, good. Of course, we have a great guest with us here today. And of course, uh, we have a man of God here with us today. What'd you say like that? I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, like, I don't know. Talk. It's like there's a ray of light around you. Yeah. And How in the process of saying that, say the skies opened so up in light. <laughs> It's a came and weird. shown on T.D. Hicks. I it's know. Yes, yes, yes. So we have uh, Pastor T.D. Hicks here with us. And of course, there's so many great things to say about you. You're actually from Antioch uh, Missionary Baptist Church. But there's actually so many other uh, really cool things that you actually do here Run in our... List. List. Yes, there is. There is actually. <laughs> you know, I think there's I think a humongous list, actually. <laughs> you want to see an immediate reaction out of Pastor Hicks? Yes, let's go ahead. One of the great things about Pastor Hicks is that he is an avid chief supporter. Absolutely. No. <laughs> Edit that out of here. Let me let me say. Okay, Edit that out I'm of gonna here. guess. Mile high. Come on, talk. Yes. Talk. Okay. 49ers. Is it my are they? Mile high 49ers. 49ers? Is that no. it? Come mile on high? now. 49ers? No. This podcast is over. Bob Montana. <laughs> What's the what's Joe, Joe Montana? Denver Broncos. Joe Montana. I don't know. No, who's Denver Joe Broncos. Montana? Okay, Den, Denver John Elway. Broncos. Oh, John Elway. John Elway. He sells cars. Michelle. Does he? See, Michelle's already okay. Under my this skin. is a little bit awkward, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. This is going to be a fun <laughs> podcast. Tonight. I don't even know how football works, so you know what? You really brought the wrong girl oh, to this okay. group. Okay. It's okay. Don't worry. Next time okay. you go to the football no. stadium, just bring <laughs> <Yeah>. a glove. <laughs> yeah. So actually, yeah, no, that is another thing. So you actually. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't even know how like football scores are tabulated. Okay. okay? So but we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that maybe in another podcast. We'll do that. So you actually are from Denver, Colorado. So that's probably where it comes from. So you really are not at all into like you can't even Absolutely get yourself not. behind Absolutely the Chiefs. Not. No. Absolutely not at all. Not. Absolutely not. But you can get yourself. I think all of Topeka knows that. <laughs> but you can get yourself behind Washburn. Oh, absolutely. So Those you're are my boys. so you're the chaplain of the Washburn Ichabod football team. Correct. So what does that entail? How does that work out? What does that What does that mean? I've been chaplain for 15 years. So when the girlfriends leave them, you know, I have to be there to console them. And, uh, and you've and but help really them some tough times and in some and, and in then, some serious issues that they really have had some some serious things that have happened here recently, recently. Here recently you've with the Juan been there. Simmons. Mm-hmm. Um, I was there that morning um, with the team and that night and um, did the services for Dewan and I've just been walking with them through that process. Mm-hmm. It's been a rough rough uh, couple months for the team, but we're making it through. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of like an on-call sort of a situation for that. So you're, are you there for actually, like... Actually, that's kind of like my outlet. I mean, I just enjoy helping mentor young men. Uh, helping them be all they can be and doing all that stuff and trying to uh, bring bring out the best in them and help them to be what they can be. Mm-hmm. And they're all they're all really great guys and I think they have a lot to offer the world. Oh my god, they're amazing. And sometimes they just need sometimes a little bit of a boost. Sometimes so they I'll just give you an example of how amazing more. those kids are. Mm-hmm. For the whole summer, the city of Topeka had the pleasure of having Ian Trapp, who's the quarterback of the Washburn uh, football team. And he he's is, one of the quarterbacks. He's yeah. He's yeah. he's amazing. Yeah, he's amazing. Oh, Just yeah. a great, great kid. That's the guy that throws the ball. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna punch you. Okay, 
And yeah, non- that's non- the reason he throws the punches. I'm a, I'm a I'm part, the host, of, the, I'm a part of the, the non-violent the movement. Non-violent movement. <laughs> I'm a lover, not a fight. <laughs> oh, were you done with your thought? No. Yeah. I, I, it's oh, okay. that was it. No, oh. he's just, we have amazing kids in that team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's some young individuals that, that sometimes they just need a little bit of, of guidance, and so maybe you kind of help to do a little bit of that. Do a little bit. You know, of they everything. have the they have the great coaching staff and everything, and of course they they all do. Yeah, coach some Sir, great things. Coach Shirk is an amazing coach, mm-hmm. uh, father figure to a lot of the guys. Oh yes, all the staff is wonderful. Uh, it's just a big family up there. So something else that you do is um, you are a chaplain also for the Topeka Police Department, which. I think is a whole other huge uh, weight on your shoulders. I think that's that's got to be something that's much more heavy. Um, I, I'm not sure how you see it, but that's that's got to be, I think, something a little bit more um, serious and something that it, it can it can be uh, depends on how you just how you take it. Um, I've been involved a long side with the mayor. Just, I, I really use that as an opportunity to just be a voice at the table, um, uh, be there with chief and um, access to the other officers and to help out as much as I can. Um, there's a lot of more, there's chaplains that probably go into it a little more intense than I do. But uh, I'm just really there as a voice at the table. I love, I love how he says that. However, whenever we've had the very challenging, dark moments in our community that we're dealing with race issues, a lot of people will never imagine and probably will never know when TD is there advocating for his African-American community. And it's not just for the black community. It's, it's period for our community and to ensure that we're doing things in a fair way, in a just way, and that everybody's treated equally. And it's interesting because I I don't know if you get any heat because I know how in communities we are very tight knit and when we're stepping out of our, our group exactly. it, it gets there's some heat that comes with it. Exactly. But T D has always, always been a very strong voice to ensure that there is equity in our community. Um I will not forget ever us having some really crucial conversations in the wake of the loss of Dominic White. Um, and, and continuing to have some conversations. I mean, chief, when we were hiring the chief, Pastor Hicks was part of the hiring process. Now that we're in the process of looking for an independent police auditor, Pastor Hicks is part of that process. Um, I love how he tries to minimize the role that he plays in the community, but Pastor Hicks has a huge burden on his shoulder to represent individuals that typically have never had a chance to be at the table. Can I also say that, you know, when we do this podcast, what I love so much is we have so many people that we invite on this, on this podcast and they always come and say, Oh, I don't, I don't do anything. And then Michelle always has to come on and say, no, this is what they do. This is exactly what they do. And she has to she like, sit point. She wasn't pointing a finger like she, that. She was. She was pointing a finger. No, that's but, Jamie's job. But oh, sometimes okay. they, she has to do that for people. And she has to really explain that, you know, you really are a bigger part than sometimes you think you are. And that sometimes you're not willing to, you know, you're not willing to say that you are for yourself and that's fine that's fine but you're doing a whole lot for this community and sometimes um you may not say it for yourself because sometimes it seems boastful or sometimes it seems 
like um, you think too much of yourself or that you're doing it all on your own. But, you know, it is important that we acknowledge that we have these people in our communities that are that are doing this for us because we have people who are stepping up and are and are and are doing these things for our communities that other people can't. Well, I, I think that it goes along part of the responsibility of being a pastor, being a herald for the community. Uh, 15 years ago when I came here, my uh, grandfather and my installation service um, made a statement. He said that I was not just going to be the pastor for uh, Antioch. I would be the pastor for the city. And I really didn't understand what that meant. Um, but as time went on and different things, uh, I can honestly see that that does make a difference is uh, being there for the community, being that voice, being that uh, person that represents. And I don't just see myself being there for African-Americans. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see myself being there for everyone. And I think I've proven that. And so uh, I think if anything, I might catch heat for that. You do. Um, you know. But I'm I'm a pretty big guy. I can handle it. <laughs> I'm sitting next to you, yeah, ta- taking your punches. So I'm trying that. to I'm trying to get some punches <laughs> over there. Yeah, yeah, you're blocking them pretty yeah. good. But um, yeah, I I do think it's it's hard, you know, in a community, and I think especially you know anytime, any anywhere in any climate, you know, anytime that you're trying to step out and stick your neck out there, it's really fifty fifty. Right. You well, know? people just have um, have expectations. And um, they think just because you're there, you're going to be doing something for them uh, exclusively. And that doesn't that doesn't mm-hmm. always work that way. And I, I tell that to the officers that I work with. I'd be like, hey, if they're wrong, then little Ray Ray need to go to jail. Um, but if there's anything we can do, then let's see what we can do to help them. But if they're wrong, they need to go to jail. you got to understand that there's consequences for our actions. Um, but if there's something that could be done or to avoid certain things, then, you know, maybe we can work on some uh, solutions or something. So something else that I am pretty proud of sharing is the fact that Pastor Hicks was one of the mighty Topeka eight that got to go to Bloomberg Harvard and interact with um, the individuals that went and and meet Mayor Michael Bloomberg and... Uh, you got to meet him? Yes. Did you ask him for a couple bucks? Yeah, I was like, can, can I just hold a couple of dollars? <laughs> you can afford it, dude. Um, no, Mayor Bloomberg has been extremely generous to our generous, community. And um, the the impact and the support and the resources that he has brought to Topeka. Pastor Hicks, could you talk and a little bit about that were, experience? The cookies were free in that building. The famous, <laughs> famous, famous cookies everywhere you turned, man. That was, that was real cool. Cool. Not only the Full cookies, packs. but I mean, for me, one of the biggest shocking M&Ms. moments is you, you hear about Google when you go into the building and Google having like food and things like that. Yes, it was and ridiculous. it's like you walk onto the Bloomberg floor and all of a sudden there's like bananas, is, cereals, oh, milk, coffee, high grade coffee everywhere. Yeah. Um, and there's this environment that's constantly moving. I mean, there is no stagnation in that office. And then you're going up there, and as you're going up the steps, they have their logo on their steps. Mm-hmm. And depending on where you're at, your city's name is in there mm-hmm. on the steps. And you're like, oh, my God, there's my city. <laughs> I mean, the, the whole experience is just amazing. 
what were some of the biggest takeaways that you had from that experience, having gone with seven other leaders that you may or may have not had a great relationship with at first? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, first of all, just thank you once again, Michelle, for uh, selecting me. I don't know um, what went into that selection process. Oh, whatever. I'm sure it was a, gr- it was a great selection. <laughs> it was a great yes. selection. I mean, but still, when I got that call, I was like, uh, okay, I guess that's something I'll do. <laughs> But uh, it was an experience like none other. I mean, to be there um, with seven other people from Topeka and then just to meet people from across the country um, that have the same burden, passion for their communities and wanting to get stuff done. And um, one of the biggest takeaways I got from that is collaboration. Mm -hmm. Um, Just the fact that, you know, forget this trying to do it on your own you mm-hmm. know we're stronger together and so like uh one of the things that i've really been trying to do is this racial reconciliation piece <clears throat> and um partnered with uh, uh western hills baptist not western hills baptist western hills church and uh we're collaborating together on a lot of things uh ever since i come back from new york and it's just been mind-blowing and we had a service about two weeks ago and it was about 400 people in there um then we did a meal i mean just to see african-americans white folk sitting at the table laughing joking and it's just unreal it's it's just it's amazing what's taking place and you know we're going to put together some real real um um things some real tough things coming forward you know because i discovered that a lot of the problems we have with communication and just dealing with each other is we just don't understand each other. Mm-hmm. You know, so if I don't understand why you do what you do, then, you know, hey, that's going to cause me some some uh, uncomfortable feelings. And so we're just going to try to come together and talk about some tough things. And I would love for uh, you guys to come out and be a part of that, too, because I, I mean, it's like. You know, we're going to ask things, you know, one of those things. What does what does what should every white person know about every black person? What should every black person know about every white person? You know, one of those kind of things. It's interesting. Just yesterday, I had the opportunity to uh, be at Washburn University on a panel talking about diversity and inclusion. It was Angel Romero, Dr. Tiffany Anderson and myself. And it one of the That's things a bad person is Tiffany. Yeah, she is awesome. <laughs> bad in an awesome. Ooh, yes. That's my girl right um, there. So it was really interesting that I I think that I have become very emboldened when when I'm talking about race mm-hmm. to talk about the the disservice that we've done in this country about teaching our history mm-hmm. in a way that is real. Mm-hmm. And I think that that numbness has created this big divide and people not understanding the microaggressions, understanding the, the, the root cause of certain circumstances. Um, it's like, oh, well, you know, most of the minority people live in the same neighborhoods. Well, yeah, there was something called redlining. Right. Well, you know, well, there's a, there's a huge income gap. And, you know, I've been working really hard. Yeah, because the, you guys have several hundred years on us that when my grandmother, great-great-grandmother was a slave, uh, not getting paid for her services, all of a sudden people were making money and there was a huge income gap. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I, I didn't understand that. And then, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and it's just like this, we love our country so much and we love the quality of life that we have that we seldom take the time to express 
how our country really got started mm-hmm. and uh, the the whole issue of people came here looking for religious freedom <clears throat> but then all of a sudden they decided to stop by West Africa pick up some people use them as slaves and get over here and say oh well you don't talk and worship like I do so let's uh, rape the women and do some genocide here and move on and and it's hard conversations to mm-hmm. have and I think that because we don't have those conversations enough, when you have minority individuals sit down with Caucasian individuals and try to have a conversation, they don't understand the amount of pent up energy that both sides have. One side not understanding why there's so much frustration. The other side frustrated that the other side doesn't understand. understand. Right. Well, and I think <clears throat> the other the other part of it too is that um, one side doesn't quite understand um they they're they're both sides are just kind of like um they don't quite understand the history and they don't understand that it's just not you know it's just this is the way it is and the other side is like well i know but i'm still just here and like i'm never gonna be where you're at and this is awful and i don't think that the 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 rhetoric (laughs) should be that we're never gonna be where you're at i think that the rhetoric should be around I understand why there is disparity. So let's figure out ways that we could create capital to help people who want to be entrepreneurs that are also minorities Mm -hmm. who have a much harder time in getting that capital. How do we start helping minorities become homeowners? Because that's the first thing capital that an individual starts creating equity with. How do we start bridging those gaps, providing good education, good education Mm -hmm. with wraparound services for people that may have a little bit of extra need so that then when you open the doors of opportunity, everybody has had what they need to move forward. Not everybody's going to be able to succeed, but all everybody wants in the end. And I think this is the funny thing. I think that everybody in our country and around the world just wants to be treated like a human. Except that they still want their money. (laughs) They don't want to have to part with their money. Well, I and mean, I get that. But but in the end, most people want to be treated like a human, yeah. fairly acknowledged mm-hmm. as an individual that is flawed, imperfect. And by the way, that is regardless of the color of your skin. Oh, agree. Um, Completely. So, mm-hmm. so in times like now, having somebody like Pastor Hicks on my side... And being able to have some crucial conversations with regards to when things are turning challenging in our community and talking about the real issues in our community that nobody wants to talk about, like poverty and hunger and inequality in the school systems. Um, Us partnering with Dr. Tiffany Anderson, who we both support because she is a rock star in our community. Um, You know, partnering with people like Dr. Pratt. We have our first African-American female who is the dean of the law school. I mean, and it's kind of funny and frustrating that we're having to say that we have so many firsts still in the city of Brown v. Board. Um, but, but we're moving the needle. So how do we all keep coming together so that we can start changing the conversation and creating a better conversation in our community? And it's great to have somebody that thinks, acts, speaks, and lives a different uh, situation because you could have some real crucial conversations. And Pastor Hicks is instrumental in making sure that all of us in the city have that perspective. Well, one of the one of the things that you have to do is you have to be able to speak truth to power. But uh, I think one of the things you talked about was when the door swings open, you need to be prepared. Uh, and I think we make excuses 
uh, from our community standpoint that we never get opportunity or we never get chances. And um, that may be true sometimes, but sometimes we're just not prepared. We haven't done the right things. We haven't taken care of our credit. We haven't um, gone to school. Mm-hmm. We haven't, um, you know, kept our our uh, record clean to become officers. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of the things that, you know, talking to Chief, um, Chief Cochran has, uh, has been very instrumental in trying to get more African-Americans on the police uh, in the TPD. Uh, but, you know, it's kind of like you look out and you'd be like, where can I find one? Uh, you know, either they don't pass the uh, they don't pass the uh, background check, the drug test or different mm-hmm. things like that. Like I remember talking to somebody from um, Santa Fe uh, who was trying to um, say, Pastor, we, we just want to give some individuals jobs. And I was like, man, I can find you some people with jobs. And, and all of them was kind of like. Do they back, you know, what's the background check? What's the, you know, so yeah. it's unfortunate. Uh, we just got to get ourselves ready uh, for those things. And I think that's where I am. But I think that one of the gifts that Michelle has, and I see the time is running out, but one of the gifts that Michelle has is uh, um, she has the ability to make an uncomfortable situation comfortable. And I think that's what your uniqueness is. When you can speak to both sides and one doesn't feel as though they were slighted in any way. That's that's a that's a good gift to have. And I I know I have that ability at times. I can go into a room and get help you to understand what the side is seeing, and go back over there and tell you what the side is saying. And you have that same ability. And I think that's why God has gifted us and placed us in this city for this time. For so, such a time as this. Yeah, for such a time as this. Mm-hmm. So you can't get rid of me that easy. So I'm not getting rid of you. They, we're we're we ain't going anywhere. We're connected. <laughs> I know our timekeeper here is trying to get rid of you by right. showing no, you No, actually, clock. he's not. He's I mean, like, the, the deal is, <laughs> is just <laughs> letting us know where we are on time. No, Pastor Hicks, can I, can I ask you a question? I mean... In your estimation, are you guys married? No. no, we're not married. <laughs> oh my God, that's been the joke of the night. <laughs> Pastor Hicks wants to officiate a wedding today. In a world full of uncertainties, no. these two have found each other. <laughs> Dearly beloved, we are no. gathered here today. Oh, and he even used the pastor voice too. We are gathered here today. 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 Woo. The sight um, of God and all these Oh, jeez. <laughs> so, <laughs> what, what do you think in Topeka right now from, from all of the roles that you play? I mean, because you are at so many tables. What is the one thing that we could be doing to come together? What is the one thing that we're missing the boat on? And what is one thing that we're doing right? Hmm. That's, you said you was going to ask me a tough question. Uh, at all the tables... Um, I would say the uh, economic uh, diversity, uh, economic uh, balance, um, places that I go still and places that I represent, I still feel as though um, they, they still feel as though and I can see it that there's what about us? Um, you know, you got all this development taking place west. Mm-hmm. Um, you you know everything is going on west. You have the downtown plaza, and and all of those things are great because that's what's going to attract other businesses to the city. 
Um, but man, you know, the shopping mall in California is vacant. You know, I would love to see something, you know, happen. So happen the good there. news for you there is that we're talking about laying a TIF district on that so that we could incite somebody to come and develop that area. Right. One of the other things that we're talking about like, also. That was one of the topics that we talked about in New York. Okay, yeah. So, so. That's, that's, that's in the works. The other thing that's in the works is trying to figure out a highway entrance mm-hmm. through through East Topeka because um, that that will really create some movement that we don't have. And the other thing that we can't forget, another thing that Pastor Hicks did that, you know, I want to make sure that we thank you for publicly in this podcast is the fact that the East Topeka Learning Center, the Washburn Tech East campus is, has been the dream of many people that have come a long time before. And one of the things that Pastor Hicks and I always try to do is respect the people who have been doing the hustling before people that had the resources to make things happen, made it happen. Because those things don't happen because somebody said, oh, how cool. Mm-hmm. Let's build a Washburn uh, campus over here on the east side of town where people typically don't have access to vehicles to go to the campus and do classes in the middle of the night. Um, and when things went south with the construction process for a while that we had some challenges with yeah. our contractor, ask me where the students ended up going to school because nothing was interrupted. This guy. Antioch what? missionary opened up his their doors and they had students for the first semester going to Pastor Hicks' building to do schooling. Serious? Yeah, write that down. <laughs> that is, no, 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 no. I don't even know. That's that's a blessing. It, well, that, no, it no, 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 no. That's a humongous blessing it for that community. Sense. Our building was right behind there. I know, but that's huge for that community. Yeah, it's major. It's a major. That's and, and I want to say this publicly. I was not at the unveiling because I was in uh, Columbus with my uh, wife. My wife uh, sits on, a, uh, on, a, in a, on the board of an, in or, of an organization. And that was the weekend that we were gone. So then, like, I, you know, people was like, oh, you're not supporting it or whatever. I mean. <laughs> Everybody I mean, like, no way. Person, I mean, they're they're blowing, like, where you blowing, at? They're blowing my phone up. I was like, look, I'm out of town, you know. But I, I'm all in on that. And I think Michelle knows that. And yeah. Matt knows that. I'm all in on that. I was mm-hmm. there at the beginning. I drove oh, to Omaha. That's huge. That's uh, huge. To visit, site visit, different places and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's huge. I think that's a humongous, you know, backing of our community, you know, and and wanting to be there, you know, for community members, you know, not necessarily, you know, all the actual community events and things going on, but the actual people who are needing to get things done and and doing what it is that they need to, you know, further themselves as as community members. I think that's a humongous thing. So, see, so, so, I mean, just a balanced development uh, something that I would I would love to see, and I think that we have the heart and some key people to do that um, around Washburn, uh, that area over there. If we begin to develop that area a little better, uh, how 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 would that just impact our school? You know, you're pulling in there now, and you see some uh, different kinds of houses and different things like that going into a nice campus and. Uh, beautiful law school somewhere over there you know something like that you know Hmm. Uh, (laughs) that's an idea what are we doing right that you like having conversations and you're going after it you know not afraid to not afraid to uh make the mistake and not afraid of the ideas not yeah you know uh i think the only thing that's going to stop topeka is topeka (laughs) amen you know there's a lot of there's a lot of people that have been here for a while that 
don't want to see change. That do not want to see change, and that's that's sad. Um, but that's the thing that's going to stop us the most is Topeka. Well, thank you so much for joining us thank today, and of me. course, all your wonderful thoughts. All right. We love all your thoughts on this great community. We love our community so much, and of course, we love hearing all of your wonderful ideas on ways that we can make our community better. Next Pastor- time I come back, have on a Bronco shirt. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be a Chiefs shirt. No, You're gonna have you a Bronco shirt. Football looks like. and we're gonna go up there's to bat. Football, there's a football. Is a football black and white? You <laughs> <I have no laughs> don't even know what a football looks like. You don't have, even know. I have no idea, dude. Okay. I don't even know what's going on here. All right. Okay. Okay. I have no idea. (laughs) Pastor T.D. Hicks, of course, I'm from Antioch uh, Missionary Baptist Church. Thanks again for joining us. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Pastor Hicks. Love you. We'll be back again uh, on, um, what is this? Uh, Mayor Mayor Michelle. Community podcast. Uh, Mayor Michelle de la Isla's community podcast. We'll be back again. Salman has her all flustered. Next time. I know. know. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see you again next time. Bye. (laughs)